Yuki chords. Today on Keep Okay Talks with Friends, I got Keith, and I really like this episode because Keith's really nice to talk to. Or do we talk about the future? Like, do we talk about like things because, like, this doesn't get posted for a while, for a bit, right? It'll be next Monday. Okay. Next Monday at five p.m. on UMFM. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And then maybe later it'll be on iTunes. Okay. But like that thing. Monday. Cool. Okay. We don't have to. Talk. So I can still talk about my thing on the weekend. Yeah. You wanna you wanna like plug yourself. Like something you're working on. Well, I would plug I would plug Kilter, but that's on Saturday. But I mean, I'll probably still end up mentioning it. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Everyone just. It's your life. That's the whole point of this show is just like to record. But what about life. your life? That's pretty normal. Don't leave Wolfley. <laughs> As you can tell, just walked a couple blocks over here. Uh, it was nice. It's great that we're on the same street, even. Like, I, you know what I really love? So convenient. I like that um, our lives are like not entirely intertwined, but somehow intertwined. You know what I mean? I mean, it's a comfortable thing for Winnipeg to be like that, because for some people, they really don't like that about the city, about that closeness, or like that feeling that you can all of a sudden just become, not necessarily a stranger, but it's just like the chances of you, I guess people just build up expectations, or people assume that there's expectations of them. Out there. The out world. there, yeah, and then it just becomes a little bit closer to your own reality, um, you can't get lost in Winnipeg. No. And it's easy in any conversation to come up as like, oh, hey, yeah, but you worked there, so you must know this person. And then it's just yeah. like, oh, you know that person, so you must know this person and that person. And just like school and stuff too. I guess it could be stressful, but like mostly when I see people, I'm just like, oh, there's someone I know. Hi. Like a dog, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, whoa, well, tail's going. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you remember me? Yeah. Or you're always like this. <laughs> yeah, it's um I appreciate it for sure. Uh maybe that's just because I always get told that from other people like, "Oh, you're really nice." And I'm like, "Oh, but I you are really you. nice." <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I guess uh it's nice to hear. Um but yeah, like people are People I know do get rude about that. They're like, I can't wait to leave Winnipeg and just be like a different person somewhere else or just be myself. Maybe maybe some people feel like they can be more themselves when they don't have that like in the air. The funny way. thing is though, like I moved to Montreal when I was like in my 20s because it's something you're supposed to do. Yes. The, I just like ran into some guy who went to the same high school as me, but like he was graduated before I went to the high school. But okay. He like literally grew up in the same neighborhood as me, and then like that was the person I hung out with. So like I moved all the way across the country just to hang out with someone from St. Norbert. <laughs> like, so like I've never gone anywhere where I don't just like run into people. And it's interesting too with Winnipeggers. I hear that I think the most in terms of people traveling, it's like you can be in Spain or Australia. Um, and still run into people from Winnipeg. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I went to Australia once and just like, you know, with my cousin, <laughs> who's not from Australia. Like, and it was just like, well, I guess I knew she lived there. But <laughs> that helps. <laughs> yeah, but like. But still, it's like, yeah, yeah where is she from? Finland. Okay, yeah. yeah. 
and just decided to like live out there, like wanted to move to Australia. Yeah, well, you know how like people go to Australia, and then I guess she fell in love with an Australian. That happens a lot. It's a very common. Yeah. Thing. Like everyone has to go to Australia once in their life and fall in love with an Australian. It's like the most stereotype Canadian thing of all time. Maybe Especially, it's American too. I don't uh, know. Yeah. Or no. British also. Commonwealth. Uh, common the Commonwealth bond. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I definitely have uh, some some friends who had come into relationships in Australia for sure. Or New Zealand. Unfortunately, they were also already in relationships in uh, still currently in Winnipeg or wherever they were in Canada. Yeah, that also very common happened to me on the receiving end. Yeah, unfortunately, my cousin was going to go see his girlfriend of like a long time. She was out in Australia for like a month or two, went out there and then found out, it's like, oh, hey, this is my new partner. Yeah. It's like, well, you didn't discuss that or even mention yeah, it. And you so you're breaking up with me and you made me come to Australia to do it? Uh, I mean, Australia's pretty sweet. So, like, <laughs> if I was to get broken up with, I wouldn't and, mind it if it happened in Australia. And he's such a homebody. Like, oh, no. So, this is, this is, but it's probably still good that he actually went on this trip because I don't think he would ever go across the ocean in any other situation okay. except for love. It's just, yeah, unfortunate. It's Maybe probably that's a good experience for him, though, in the end. In the end. Probably. I think a lot of those experiences, as awful as they can be, uh, eventually end up being some good. I think a lot, like, I don't, I would never ever look at any relationship I've been in with, like, a partner. I hate that word because I always feel like we're deputized or something. But, um, partner in crime. <laughs> I like but, partner. Okay, I mean, other people like it. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't use it. I like that partner just, it provides a little bit of, like, uh, leeway sexual ambiguity like when i you know you say you have a partner it's like well that could be anybody yeah you, you could you, you don't even it doesn't even mean you're you're boning you could just be like business partners business partners yeah yeah, yeah or, guess, or uh, business <laughs> or business <laughs> there's two kinds of business <laughs> <laughs> oh you're right i'm you turned me <laughs> what a good argument <laughs> oh. <sighs> that's funny x i don't like though because X sounds so bad. X implies that, like, it, I don't know, it implies to me anyway that there's, like, potentially, like, some negativity that's still, like... You're still holding on to it. Yeah. Yeah. X is really bad, actually. Former also, why would it... doesn't sound great either. Former No. I would just call it someone that I used to hang with, maybe? I don't know. I try to use, like, the most euphemisms as I can to imply that I don't hate them. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like, we had a lot of good times. Mm-hmm. But you know, people have to do their different yeah. goals. Yes, exactly. That, like teaching people their um, not teaching people, understanding someone's independence and like want things they want to achieve in their life is very healthy. I think it is. Yeah, and see, I think it's even uh, more healthy if you can continue to at least have some sort of like relationship, be it friendship or whatever yeah friendship occasionally like hey can i borrow your vacuum stuff like that yeah Yeah. speaking of which i do actually need to borrow a vacuum (laughs) not for necessarily down here but uh just with blizzard and well it's very this is a very clean house this is super clean right well normally it's a little bit more organized uh just with like the last few events we've had just like so much stuff like even from like the last event we went to the it's our tickle trunks Random oh, nice, to, Mr. Dressup. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so Mr. Dressup came out before Mr. Rogers did, and I think Mr. Rogers ripped him off. 
Interesting. Yeah, that's my theory. Well, I might be wrong on this, but if I recall, uh, Mr. Rogers had pitched the idea originally to ABC, where he was originally a puppeteer on a different show. They didn't want to do it. So I had heard that like the first maybe couple, at least the first season of Mr. Rogers was broadcasted through CBC. Like he moved up to Toronto to, to do it. Oh, really? Yeah. And then of its enormous success, he got to go back to the States to, to continue it. Yeah. Wow. I, I think. I don't know. All I know is I Googled when uh, Mr. Dressup aired first and when Mr. Rogers aired first. I wonder if they beefed. I bet they were probably pretty good friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. They were like, I right. like puppets and dressing up sweaters too. <laughs> I got a song for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, equal fans of, of both those of both those gentlemen. Uh, I, I've been meaning to watch the... It just seems so bizarre to see Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers. Uh, did you watch that movie? No. I watched the trailer and I was like, this looks like it's an amazing movie, but I haven't watched the movie. Yeah, I mean, I love Tom Hanks. It just seems like an odd character for him to portray. Yeah, I don't know why. He doesn't get lost on an island or crash a plane. It's Mr. Rogers. Yeah, he's got like a very, I know he's got a very broad spectrum of like acting styles. I don't know why all of a sudden Mr. Rogers is the one where I'm like, oh, you in a cardigan? Something's up. Yeah. But yeah, I'd like to go check it out still, actually. But like, who wouldn't want to hang out with Tom Hanks? And who wouldn't want to hang out with Mr. Rogers? I don't know. Um, I'd probably get really annoyed with Mr. Rogers, to be honest. Just too friendly. Just suck it up already, man. Did you change your shoes again? Yeah. Why? Why are you even wearing shoes? He probably has like a special shoe bag. Oh, or a whole box. Shoe box. Shoe box. Tickle trunk. Not just, yeah, like shoes. a tickle trunk of shoes for sure. Um, yeah, definitely appreciated both those shows as a kid. Did you watch The Big Friendly Giant? No. I mean, the movie? No, no. I read the book, um, I think. Yeah, the book's great. Uh, but there was like a... It was like a kid show a la the Mr. Rogers style, also from that era, but maybe even a little bit earlier. And it was just the concept of like the main character was a man who was a giant. So everything, like all of the whole set that he was in was tiny Small. stuff. Oh, yeah. but he was big. Oh, that mm-hmm. sounds like a really great show. It was a good kids. show. It was a good show, <laughs> yeah. I've watched mostly The Big Comfy Couch, speaking of big things. Oh, such a good show. Yeah. Um, I still know the song. The Big Comfy Couch. And she'd do like that flexy thing where she tells the time. Yes, I was always into trying to like, I'd follow along with that because I'm like, oh, that's cool. I hope I can pull that off. What was the, um, it was interesting to have the other characters in there. Like when she went to visit that house, she never went in that house. I don't even think it was hers, but then the, 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 mailman oh, yeah, on yeah, the bike yeah. who just basically like taped a broom end to his helmet. <laughs> yeah. That's what it looked like. Well, um, pro- you can blame props for that. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was great too. That's a good show. Uh, it's, it's funny now that like all my friends work in the movie industry and like also I've done some stuff in, on movies and it's just like all these things like when I was a kid I thought like TV was the most magical thing and now I know how everything's done and I'm like <laughs> sometimes I'm watching a movie just like that guy totally wrecked his job he didn't do his job properly <laughs> same with like working in a, in like restaurant industry like when I was a kid and we like go up for restaurants we're like wow this is spectacular this food it's like no and I'm like now I know what happens behind the scenes everything came out of a bag yeah it was just whisked with some water 
Yeah, you can, or like go to like any like random like dive and like you know the Cisco product. You're like, I know. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah. 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 Um, But I mean, to be honest, some of those products is just like you can't even replicate that if you tried. No. Like to take a to take a gravy and try to like make a gravy as good as a Cisco gravy. Like. Oh my god! You'd have to have the biggest pot to make. Um, what is that? Oh yeah, to make the, like the, the glass. Yeah, yeah. That's like, like I'm imagining thousands of pounds of bones and like so many old rotting vegetables, nearly rotting. Yeah. And then just like boiling for three days to make, uh, just this. That little a wee amount, like you couldn't do that with the powder is essential. Yeah, you need that powder. Yeah, it's fun to try to like recreate stuff like that, and I sometimes it's like it's awesome to hear people compliment. Like to me, that's a compliment when people end up going with like, "Oh, hey, this tastes just like a store bought thing." It's like, uh, wow. no, that's really cool. Yeah, or it's like you know, like you can't recreate. You ever make like a turkey and you like make a little bit of the amount of gravy you get out of a whole bird? It's just like. Not just enough. from the drippings, like no. there's no way you could do that on a mass scale. No. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's interesting to draw a parallel between the film industry and and hospitality. Um, They're kind of the same industry. I feel I feel that with like my my film friends, it's like you're you're invested in that grind, and there is a real sense I think of like of a community, like it's a real team effort. And it is a huge. It's like the film community is like they're very much all together like they all make the same jokes and talk about the same people because there's only usually like a couple project projects on at the same time and they've all worked with each other right they all know each other the same with like the service industry is like just like you you and me were talking like oh you know Someone's josh okay, and i'm like josh. yeah yeah, da, 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 yeah we work together like especially in a downtown environment yeah with what's like service i don't also it's- everyone i know works in the service industry <laughs> I mean, yeah, or the film industry. Those are like the two millennial jobs. <laughs> it's for sure like such a stepping stone for people to like either occupy their time with and, and pay bills to like, so they can work on the next thing. So they can have other, their real projects on the go. Yeah. yeah. And it's social. That's what I love about work. I always say that, um, like the reason I like having a job is because I'm not going there, like I'm doing the chores and tasks, but I'm not going there to... It's like the same way I go to high school. Like, I'm not going there to learn. I'm going there to hang out with people, have a talk while I do the task. You know yes. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The social element of it is is really important. I, I think it's a big part of, like, why I've stuck around because the chances of you forming, like, friendships or just, like, acquaintances that you, like, have in your life for and, such a long time. Yeah. And they're all working on something else, too. So you, you're like, oh, hey. Yeah. I know someone who can help with this. Yes. So, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Um, when people ask me, like, oh, what do you like most about kitchens? Like, generally, it is the people. Like, that's why I can do people. it. It's like, not necessarily, like, always who you're working with either, but, like, yeah, the people you're cooking for and stuff, too, is, like, that's good for community. Oh, yeah, like, it's all reg- community regulars, too? Yeah. Regulars coming in. There's so many people that are, like, so many helpful people have come along just because I happen to be at a place that they like to go to. It's mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. It makes the transitioning from places or like moving around from place like from place to place easier too. Like you don't have that sense of like needing to stay in one place forever. 
Oh yeah, there's no because of those whatever kind of perks or benefits. It's like I think less of a benefit to be in a place for too long in terms of hospitality, because like, yeah, because especially menu wise and like you do get stuck in a rut. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's always just like that thing of like, oh, it's never like what it was. When you start getting into that mindset, oh, it's like it's time to go. Yeah, it wasn't the glory days. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. The good old days, the good old days. It's like, well, it was like me, and we had the best team. And yeah, like, oh, wish it was like that again. It's like you know, you could just that, form a new, form a new like that. Yeah, a new sense of like this is this is awesome. Um, that's also that's such a weird thing that people do actually. Like, oh, it used to be so everything used to be so great. Like, yeah, I think that's like, selective memory, man. Yeah, like chances are, like it's always just been the same. The it same is... trials and like tribulations were there. Yeah, no, selective memory is a good way of putting it. I hadn't thought of that before, but yeah, you do really get to pick and choose some of those memories. Um, maybe that's also what's nice about like not being at a place too long is that like the selective memories are generally just like if it's like a hundred percent of the time you're enjoying it, or you know even eighty percent. Like, that's a good amount versus, like, being in a place for, like, many years where it's, like, all of a sudden you only enjoyed, like, three years ago. Yeah. It's, like, you let that time kind of, like, build up without letting it become any better in your mind. That's weird. Yeah, it is weird. It is weird. It is. I mean, but to other people, it's just, like, man, like, you don't hold down a job. <laughs> like, well... <laughs> I've been doing the same thing. It just so happens that, like, yeah, a year goes by, two years goes by, it's, like... And that's they it. Go so fast. Yeah, they Holy do. Hannah Montana. Yeah, a year can go by really quick, especially when you just start breaking it down, kind of into the seasons. Like, yeah, summer's gone. Summer's gone, but that felt like a long summer for me, anyway. I feel like it started in March, and then just like, uh, yeah, that's just it. And like, yeah. also, it wasn't as action packed as normal. No. No, nowhere near. No festivals. That's... Yeah. I really like festivals. Did you miss out on some good traveling this summer? Um, I was actually supposed to go to visit my friend who was visiting uh, Columbia. Oh, have you been there before? No. Okay. That's when I got you to sign my passport papers. Oh, because you were going to... That's right. I wanted that's to right. go, but then and like it was all... like It was cheap flights. I had money in the account of my bank and <laughs> and like my friend was there so I had a place to stay I was like this is gonna be awesome and then bam all gone good thing I didn't buy the place yeah for sure uh yeah travel is a super bummer I also like totally faked the signatures so I heard someone messed up on my passport and they still sent it to me anyway that's good you gotta whenever you can take down the government Ever so slightly, yeah. one one document at a time. They totally knew. They totally knew too. They called me. They're like, these don't look right. I'm like, yeah, well, they are. <laughs> what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? <laughs> I'll just show you, up with my you old. You know where yeah. I live. <laughs> you have my social insurance. You have all the information on me. Take it or leave it. Yeah. Oh, I had a, just an awful time getting a passport for like years, just because of like moving a lot. Uh, licenses or whatever expiring when they would 
It's just like every time I went to go get a passport form and started to fill one out, it's just like something would come up. And it's like, oh, okay, I'll just wait till I move or something else happens to like, I'll get a new passport or, or like work on the form. But yeah. When I told people I hadn't left the country in like 10 years, they're like, oh, assuming that it was something criminal. No. It's like, no, no, I just haven't gotten a passport yet. That's all. That's all. What do they but call that? It's I'm... also a pretty big country. There's lots to see here. Honestly, yeah. It is, it is it is a lot and like I think that's what's been nice is just like exploring a little bit more of Manitoba I can't say I've done a lot of traveling in Manitoba for as long as I've lived here I still haven't been north of Gimli which is a shame you gotta go to Thompson to check out the turkeys I would love to get up to Thompson I actually I have a friend that's in Thompson now I would love to go visit it's so just a 13 hour drive or something like but that but isn't that wild to go 13 hours north and you're still in the same province yeah to me that's just like that's a huge amount of land that's just like myself unexplored there's like waterfalls and like obviously a million lakes yeah like cool fishing and stuff yeah if you like fishing i love fishing i love fishing as well and yeah that's something that's like i'd like to take advantage of that i mean it's like a destiny like this province is a destination for hunting and fishing yeah. for people so like can't believe i've just been kind of absent to all that so that's something i like to do in the future but the ontario trail is something i've been like hiking it yeah i've been exploring went out there just only one night uh, in June, planning on going out there actually next weekend to do a couple more nights. Aren't there like cabins along the route? No, no, it's straight up just you carry your shit on your back, and then when you get to a designated campsite, you set that up. And that's that. That's that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a really cool like experience of uh, of camping that I hadn't done before. It was interesting to kind of like get in that mindset of like, oh yeah, I can only carry what's on my what's in my bag. Do they make like ski trails in the wintertime? No, they don't touch it at all in the winter, which actually becomes more of a destination for people who want to just, like, experience that challenge. So, like, snowshoes? Snowshoes, yeah. Heavily relying on the compass and, and the trail maps at that point because there is markers very well placed throughout the whole thing. Like, you could do it without a compass or, like, a need of, like, GPS because of how well, how well markered it is. Not a good idea, though. No, not a good idea. Definitely not recommended, but, yeah, people... Seemingly, and then the people who like I think do that trail on their own too. It's like that's not recommended either. Like when I would is, never go into the wilderness and, alone. Yeah, but some people they just love to do that. Some people run it and run it in like eight or nine hours, which to me is like, wow. That's. I mean, um, if you can do it, go for it. Yeah, it's amazing to see a couple people we saw on the trail who were running it. I don't think they were maybe running the whole thing, but like, yeah, it's it's interesting to see like the dynamics of people who are like me. It's just like. I couldn't look more like I got the whole Steve Urban look going on. Like the Tilly hat, the like tanned collared shirts. Um, well, that's the, the right gear for the job. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you have those, you have a pair of pants that turns into shorts? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> those so are... there is a place for them. <laughs> In the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Far away. Far away from society. <laughs> Oh, but they're great pants. I got those from Mac. I originally got those uh, going to Iceland because you want to be able to to change from pants to shorts on a dime there. Yeah, because of volcanoes and just the cold. Co- yeah, well, just the cold, but also, like, you will get good weather every once in a while. You will get some sunshine. I was there once. Not tra- I was outside of the airport having a cigarette. Beautiful airport. Yeah. Great it's place like to the have 70s. a cigarette. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, like, the sea's right there. Like... I'm assuming that's the sea. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, interesting. There's a soccer it's... team getting on a bus, in oh. my experience. 
It's uh, it's interesting that the airport's just like I think it's half an hour outside of Reykjavik. So it's nice though. Love Iceland. We'll go back. Also, like Iceland Air, like they still dress like the seventies. Yeah, well, they provide hot meals. I had chicken cordon bleu on a plane, just because I was like, I have to have this experience. I'll never get it again. Yeah. It's like it's not cookies or pretzels. Like it's an actual meal. Came with like yam, mashed potatoes, and. And it's good. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. It was God adorable. Love, I've really only experienced the airport, but gotta love Iceland. Yeah, gotta love Iceland. Recommend it to anybody who likes that kind of thing. And that's rake actually. You meant it. <laughs> Is that a common term? No, it just, just popped in my head. That's the new Iceland air slogan. Yeah. slogan. Um, yeah, I guess that's kind of like where I had a good experience with like. That was a little bit different because it was like we had our car to drive around and a tent that we rented. The whole but yeah, did the whole, did the whole ring road and then detoured the ring road through the West Fjords just to experience that. Say that again, the West Fjords. The West Fjords. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. We went through the West Fjords. It was, and that's like not a beautifully paved road like the rest of it is. Like it's just gravel and you're going up a mountain and then down a mountain. But it's interesting with fjords because it's just like you keep going up and down and up and down and up and down. It's a very long addition to the trip, but it is the oldest part of Iceland, so I definitely didn't want to miss out. Like on that. oldest as far as Icelanders know it. Yeah, yeah. Or like, like the, the first volcanic stone. Exactly, the first like bit of Iceland that like popped up out of the ocean. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now that that's cool. Yeah. It was cool to see, and like, yeah, being able to just like set up tents wherever you feel like it. I mean, they recommend designated camping areas, which every town has, but like that, that kind of freedom of like camping on your own terms. I think that's kind of what got me more interested in the idea of like camping, but now just with a backpack only. Oh, so that's your first time. And then you're like, now I'm going to do this. Yeah, I think those things are like entwined. Like, that was kind of an eye opening experience of like, I like this kind of traveling and now i can do it and you have the gear yeah and now i have the gear for it too which is awesome do you set up like um like bear things like for your food actually the bears in iceland? no no it's, that's the that's the great thing with iceland is that there's no natural predators to the sheep so that's why the sheep are free run nice. like there's hardly any fences in iceland to, for like the people don't bother with those um because yeah there's nothing to attack them the, There's no snakes. No, the only thing that's like remotely close to like a carnivore is the Arctic fox, but they still like rely on on vegetables as well. And the Arctic foxes are like an eighth of the size of a regular sheep, so if they wanted to beat one up, they could. And yeah. they're also solo travelers. Mm -hmm. Also, Arctic foxes mate for life. Interesting. Read that at the zoo. Oh. On a date. Oh, they have really nice Arctic foxes at the zoo. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, I always wanted a pet fox, but I also don't think you should keep foxes as pets. No, probably not. But they're just really, like, I watched The Fox in the Hand, right? Disney movie? Yeah. Kid. Great movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so you chose the fox over the hound as your pet. Absolutely. The fox definitely had a lot more personality. Yeah, and, and the old lady can never stay mad at him. Can't stay mad at a fox. No. They are what they are. I mean, nobody, nobody's like, like, if you see somebody who's, like, good-looking, you call them foxy. 
There's a reason for that. You don't call him a dog. Yeah. <laughs> looking doggy today. Of <laughs> they should, because if everyone was looking like Blizzard, like that would be oh, a compliment. That would be beautiful. Look at her bandana. I like it when they do the tired sneeze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> yeah, big fan of dogs. Dogs are cool. Yeah. You're not a cat person? Love cats, too. Huh? Love cats, too. Just yeah. animals in general. Yeah, all animals for sure. Just like a, I develop a bond really quickly with any animal, I think. Well, that's because you're a good, good person. Good people. Yeah. What about horses? Love horses. But then again, I like going to the downs, which is like kind of counter to like, if you like horses, you should probably shouldn't be promoting horse racing, but... Horses like racing. Horses do like racing, and I think that we do a good job of keeping that like not a bad practice. But there is obviously some very bad practices. So there used to be um, a turtle race up in the small town by like Pilot Hill or something. That's some small town in Manitoba. But PETA got so mad about the turtle, the turtle race, race that like they stopped doing it. It was like once a year a turtle race. They literally just put turtles. <laughs> I guess they would be tortoises because turtles have fins. Right. They right. put tortoises on a, on a track and just let them walk. And Peter was like, "This is animal cruelty." I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, come on. Oh, that just sounds like that just sounds like a good reason to get people together, like to cheer on some tortoises. Like yeah. they don't even have, like they don't, they're not like they forced to go in. No, there's they, no they expectation. <laughs> like, I mean, the worst I'm imagining is somebody's like yelling at their tortoise to go a little bit faster. Like, I don't think that's that yeah. much duress for a tortoise. Yeah, I don't think the tortoise. Move. <laughs> no. Come on, Franklin. <laughs> Faster. We trained you better. <laughs> I gave you all those steroids. <laughs> we did your sprints. Oh, this is not his personal best. <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah. like that. Uh, I like that kind of stuff. Like, that's, that's such a Manitoba... Like, I'm not sure it's a small town everywhere, but I love those Manitoba places that just have, like, that. Like, there's somewhere that does a chicken run. That's a great concept. Oh, really? Yeah, run some chickens. I think it's out by um, Pine Ridge, that area. Whichever one of those towns is right up there. Yeah, I heard about a chicken run. I'd go watch a chicken run. Definitely go watch a chicken yeah. run. I mean, I love... One of my favorite things to do whenever I go somewhere where they're, they have chickens is to grab the chicken and throw it in the air as high as I can and then watch it flutter to the ground. I mean, it might not lay eggs for a day or something, but I think it's fine. And that's probably the highest that chicken's ever been. Yeah. Given the new perspective. Chickens like to be tossed in the air. I think. Well, <laughs> I decided they do. <laughs> they're fine. It's okay. I also really like going to the horse races. Yeah? I mean, I've only ever gone, like, three times ever yeah but okay. like it's like twenty dollars of it's, gambling it's, and and it's super inexpensive gambling and you don't really know what you need you have you don't really know how you don't need to know how it's done and then yeah you just make a whole afternoon out of that always like, pick the local horse though local horses are uh, well that's interesting with this year because there's a lot less horses from america that came up there's still horses that were but um that were up here from the states but yeah like a lot of Manitoba horses this year. Actually, that was reason. There's reason. Um, one of the trainers 
local trainers was actually on pace to have the best record for a trainer in a season of all time. Oh, nice. I think in part and because like local horses are uh, just being raced a lot more now. Like, well, they have a lot more opportunity they, they to race. To, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that was interesting too. I hadn't noticed that before, but like the same jockeys you'd have like almost every race because I guess there's a lot less traveling to go from, I guess, track to track or maybe they just come and spend a season. But yeah, it was like the same core, like six to eight people on every race, which almost oh. became more of an interesting way of looking at it. It's like, well, that guy stats. just won two races. Like, So maybe he won't win again. Yeah. Or maybe he will. Yeah. Maybe he's on the streak. Yeah. So that was just something I, I was looking at more, like the jockey's record. Um, but yeah. I, t- I wanted to go this summer, but like I thought it was closed outdoors. Like you weren't allowed to go out in the bleachers. It is still closed for the outdoor part of it but they were actually um, on like you could book a table where normally like the trainer's owner sit does that section of the of the downs that um yeah you just book a table like a reservation and uh wow. watch the horses from inside which is a really nice experience like for me and my parents we just like we did that i think three times this year just same table same nights usually only like a tuesday or wednesday and then just like yeah spend a few hours having dinner watching races that's nice. It is. It's yeah. actually surprisingly nice to watch horses go around a track with them. My second cousin actually was a jockey. Oh, really? And I watched him win, like, a cup at the Snowboy Downs when I was a kid. Wow. But, like, he looks like a jockey. He's, like, yay high on me. Okay, yeah, the height. With a beautiful mustache. <laughs> oh, that's another important part. And, like... It's just like, like stereotypes exist for a reason. And jockeys are beautiful people. They are. That's what I've noticed. They have to be. You have to be handsome, small but handsome. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. And they must like horses. But also, like, have you ridden a horse? I've ridden a horse. I've never. I can't say. I don't know if I should say I've ridden a horse. Like I've been on a horse, and a horse has walked. Okay. To truly like have the reins and like run with like a horse, I have not had that experience. When they get up to a gallop. And you're holding on for dear life because you're not an expert. Literally, the reason Yeehaw exists is because that noise just came out of my mouth involuntarily. Like, half frightened, half like, this is like the biggest thrill in the world. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and they go fast. Some of them I saw was getting up to like 30 kilometers an hour. That's fast. Yeah. But these are horses that are 123 pounds. These are... Small horses. Small, yeah. yeah. Yeah, now that you put it that way, 123 pounds, that's like less than what I weigh. Yeah. But also the size of the horse is like impressive too. But yeah. Yeah, that was generally what I was noticing is that the horses were in between like 120 to 100. And the racing horses the, are? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I guess I've never really seen a racing horse up close. When they, when they walk the horses to the gate before they they start you actually get to see like the size difference between like the horses that are like the helper horses and then like the racing ones and it's just like yeah it's such a massive difference i think i would look comical on a 123 pound horse you are bigger than that you could wrestle a 123 pound horse and win (laughs) (laughs) on the mantario trail (laughs) oh yeah, put bets on that. Oof. <laughs> yeah, I uh, but yeah, I really like one of the downs. It's always been uh, 
it's always left a positive experience and impression on me since since being a kid. Um, and yeah, I was glad to see that it was still possible this summer. They made the most of it. I think it's really fun. Yeah, should, it's a good pastime. They're not racing anymore. Don't they go into November? No, no they just have the... We were there on the last day, actually. It was just last, last weekend. Or last week. They only do it three days a week, like Wednesday, yeah. Yeah. Saturday, or Sunday. Um, this year, because it was a little bit different, it was Sunday, Monday... No, it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays. And then if there was a long weekend, it was always on the holiday of the long weekend. No. But normally, yeah, it's like Monday, Wednesday, Friday nights, and then Saturday afternoons, I think. Do you wear a hat when you go? No, but I do wear a bolo. So, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. 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 Do you ever watch the Kentucky Derby on TV and like everyone is wearing a special oh. outfit? It's almost like a fashion show. It is a fashion show, but like a dated fashion show because yeah. like it's also stuff from like the I think the twenties or thirties. But yeah, that's an interesting part of it. And I, what I didn't realize is that Downs actually hosts like a like a event for the Kentucky Derby where people do dress up like that to go and watch it. Oh, I totally yeah. should do that next year. Yeah, I thought that was a great idea. I had never heard of them advertise that before, but yeah, just to like, it's like the Super Bowl of horse racing. So that would be a fun experience to like get people together to to watch it. And you can gamble. Yeah, and still gambling, which yeah. is yeah, fun. Too. Like two dollars placing bets. Mm-hmm. You can pay for all your beers if you yep. get lucky. Just one horse. Bam. That's it, yeah. I actually had a friend who decided to place a bet on every bet you could bet. Yeah. But it doesn't work because you don't win anything. You, no, like, the payout's generally like what you end up putting into yeah, it. Yeah, it's exactly the same. Yeah. I had a friend like that too. He's like, wait, why am I betting on one horse to win when I can just bet on all of them to win? And I was like, yeah, you could do that. And so he did, and I think he ended up getting, like, five bucks. Put, like, 30 bucks into it. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, I guess you still won. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> like, it wouldn't be called gambling if you could just do that. Like, there was a surefire way to win. Yeah, I think, in that moment, I think he thought he cracked the code and was like... I know, I watched easy. that whole situation happen, <laughs> I was like, oh, no, no. Yeah, because the chances, like, yeah, there is chance on, like, a $2 bet that, like, some horses, the odds are so high, you could win $100 on a race if you bet $2 only on, on a horse to win, but, like, that's why yeah, it's a Yeah, or the trifecta. Yes, the trifecta. That's three horses. Yeah. Uh, three horses in uh, exact order. Yeah, which is... And the exactors, two horses in either order, or no, the top two horses. But then you can start doing something called a box which is allowing you to take those three horses in a triactor and not have them come exactly. At that point, you're just picking the top three to come in any order. That's how I won. The triactor box. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That's, That's those the right, are the little nuances yeah. and subtleties with the horse race game gambling that I've just been starting to get into like in the last couple of years because you always place a bet and you're like, I wonder if I could have placed that bet a little differently and I would have won more money. And yeah, that's that's how it works. That's, it all kind of comes into the wording of it. It's... I also like how much instructions come, like they hand, like give you yeah, so is... much instructions because like otherwise you would have no idea what yeah. what you're doing. And but you're also allowed to completely ignore those instructions. Yeah. If you want, it's, it's kind of the beauty of it too. Like I, you can, you there's instructions for some slot machines, but it's like I don't understand it. Like that's a whole other booklet of rules. It's like I don't know how that's gonna work. I don't know how. I've never won at slots. No, I'm really bad at slots. I just don't play them. 
they're challenging. Because it's up to random, so much up to, at least when you're, like, going to a horse race, not only are you, like, watching something happen, like, it's a small event, Mm -hmm. but you, like, went somewhere, and it's, well, it used to be outdoors, and it's, like, kind of nice, and then, but you feel like you are using your brain to somehow pick, like, yeah, you're not just, like, hoping for, you're like, I'm gonna logically think about this. Yeah. Even though you have no idea what what no. any of the stats mean. Right, because the logic could come from any angle. It's like the horse's name, or where the horse is from, yeah. or um, even looking into, like, how has this horse raced here before? Because uh, they are animals, and they have memories. Yeah. You might know the, the track better. Mm-hmm. Maybe this time the horse has something to prove. Maybe it's been like, last time, yeah. Like, silver diamond stallion beat me, and I'm going to beat yeah, Damn. sees that horse and it's like, oh, you're not today. You're going down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a fun, occu- a fun thing to do for the summer. But yeah, there was a lot to, there's a lot of things missed, for sure. Why not, like, so you went on the trail. You went on the trail. You went to the horse races. I went to horse racing. I still got to attend um, a retreat that I cooked food for. That's nice. That was like... 50-ish people, so that was a good experience. Where was it? In Toulon, same place where Real Love is held. Toulon. Yeah, which I had never actually been to Real Love before, but being in that space, it's like a beautiful area, and it would be like amazing to see like fully come to life, like with with multiple, like with a lot more people out there. And just a bunch of people from Wolseley, you know, so check it out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, good. The world's greatest neighborhood. That's what I say every time I say Wolseley. You know, have you ever seen the perfumery? They have the sign that says it's not heaven, it's just Bosley. Oh, I see what you did there. That's funny because I walk past it every day. Yeah. And I've never seen that. Oh. They were playing during COVID, they were playing like classical music, like opera or something really loud. Like at night. Just like out onto the street? Yeah. Why not? No, it's nice. Yeah. Um And then yeah, I did end up going to a music festival in uh also outside of Toulon at the Ledwich Family Farm. Oh, like a pop-up fest? Um, no, it was very well organized. But I mean, like, it wasn't, like, large scale. Oh, no, not large scale, no. It was, uh, actually, it was an interesting way of kind of seeing the dynamic of, like, is this what festivals are going to look like in the future? Um, distinct cohorts for camping. Mm-hmm. And, like, a very, like, enforced rule of, like, don't mingle in cohorts. Stick okay. to your campsites. Like your bubble. Yeah. And then even the dance floor itself, like the stage it's, and the floor itself was like a clear marked there line. Is. And yeah, like like a like a post, like a fence going in, like dividing the dance floor. Interesting. Yeah. I did go to like, also went to like a little festival that was organized because we couldn't have festivals. Yeah. And it was nice. It's really good. Yeah. Food was great. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, it was interesting to kind of see it's like if this is how things are gonna be going. I'm curious if it was like something that the province was like wanting to still have and see like like if I went, it kind of felt like it was like a test run for like how things might go in the future for larger events to have them coordinated in that fashion. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, it comes down to the people and how well the people want to respect those rules 
and it's it's awesome to see like people are very respectful of those rules. As a society, we should always be respecting other people's space. Yeah, for sure. It's not really like a hard concept. Even like the thing where like every time someone's walking down the street and I don't know them, and I cross or like onto the grass to just like give them their space, like I don't even understand what's wrong with that. It just seems boring. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree with that. Um, I don't know. It seems like a weird thing to like debate, like distancing. It, there's no reason <laughs> to debate it. Uh, yeah, I guess just some people love an argument, but or they just want to ruin. They ruin people's days, essentially. Yeah, that too. Unhappy make... Unhappy people make other people unhappy. Unfortunately. Is that fuel for them? I think so, yeah. Probably. Otherwise, there's, it doesn't make sense to me otherwise. Yeah. But, yeah, it was a good... It was a good experience, that festival. And it was nice to just party for a weekend again. That it's... It's, like, so, like, nice to just have a weekend where you're, like, there are no responsibilities or rules. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you're allowed to have, like, those six beers. Yeah. And then wake up in the morning and have six more, like, because mm-hmm. you don't have responsibilities. Or maybe you didn't go to sleep in between those six Yeah, because you were <laughs> maybe having some other fun. <laughs> exactly. And that fun should just, uh, and I appreciate having that kind of fun. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, despite the circumstances, I feel like I really got to make the most out of, out of the summer, despite everything going on. It's like, maybe I'm just able to appreciate the little things and maybe I wasn't able to appreciate those things as much before, but like, I think all of this is just created making that kind of appreciation easier. Yeah. And appreciating people's company more. For sure. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess like that was one thing I noticed with time. Like as long as as long as the summer might have felt like there's still people that I haven't like seen since before COVID and like before quarantining. And that's odd to me. It's like those are the kind of people it's like, well, I would normally be at your house like at least once this year. Like it's already September. And then you start to realize like, oh yeah, I guess there was a, it's been like six months for some people where it's just like they haven't comfortable inviting people into their home or haven't been comfortable going into people's homes yeah that's a thing now I guess. and they're it's also like, allowed that yeah of course yeah and i get that I guess, I guess that's something i would have taken for granted before just simply going into somebody's home or like house parties even yeah house parties wow that's that's a thing of the past like yeah like that's what we do in winter time here yeah like someone's having people over yeah and what's the, is there? What's the rule on that right now for people in a home? I think th- someone was telling me the rule is a hundred people in indoors. Okay. Wow. And but like I was like cleaning up my attic yesterday, and by that I mean I was watching someone else clean up my attic, and I was like, I used to throw like these really cool parties here. It's been a while. I don't know when I'm gonna get to throw a party, because I love throwing parties. Like, not all the time, but, like, a couple times a year. It's nice to just, like... Yeah, I mean... Have a place people can kind of wreck. Mm-hmm. No, that's a really nice thing to have. I love hosting a good party. Halloween in particular. That's coming up. 
Oh, are you going to go trick-or-treating? I mean, I'm going to go to a store and buy some candy and bring it home and eat it. Are you going to, like, hand it out? Um, I see, I can't remember how we did well, how well we did last year with, oh, I was definitely working, that's why. Um, I don't know how this neighborhood does for trick-or-treaters. I wonder what trick-or-treating is going to be like this year. I don't even think they're going to be allowed to. Right? Yeah, which is weird. But, are you going to get a costume? Uh, yeah. I had a costume picked out at the start of the year, and now I feel like that costume might have to be adjusted. Just what? based on, um... What is it? Well, I originally was going to be Guy Fieri, because I found the perfect, um, That's such a... Flaming Oh my god, shirt. you could totally do it. Yeah, yeah. But I wanted to fully commit with, like, the haircut and the frosted the, tips. Yeah. And, like, the, like, yeah, like, full Guy Fieri. I wanted to go full Guy. No, but you kind of could pull, like, pull, off, pull yeah. it off, for sure. Yeah, but now I was hearing it's like people are like you're gonna miss this opportunity of being Tiger King, because like that was such a big fad for this year. And it's oh, like, this might be the only year to kind of like. But it's almost up. the same costume. I know, right? And I was like, oh, I could definitely go for a mullet for sure. And like, yeah, same thing. Like, also, yeah, you could rock shirt. a mullet for sure. It would look great. And they're in yeah. again, so. Yeah, yeah, they really are. Mullets, tie dye, mustaches. This is really like. 2020 has been a good year for me. Yeah. These are all your, some of your favorite things. <laughs> wow, who's excited? Want to up here? Yeah. Yeah, so those were, those were the Halloween costumes and, uh, as ideas. Those are great ideas. Yeah. Maybe even just leaving a bowl of candy that will be the option for trick Actually, that's a really good idea. Maybe just, I'll just do that too. Just put a bowl on a table outside and be like, if Help you yourself. want some of this, you can have it. If you don't want it, just leave it alone. Yeah, I think that's probably the, the nicest thing. Do you remember getting the UNICEF boxes that you used to yeah. wear on a string and how heavy those got with the amount of change? I know. That was an odd thing to carry around. And like, where does, what does UNICEF even do? I don't know. Uh, that's... All I know is there's pictures of impoverished people on it. <laughs> yeah, UNICEF seems to be a little... So weird. I feel like UNICEF should be cancelled. UNICEF seems a little odd. Or like, even those like TV ads like that were on during the day mm -hmm. for like... Here I am in this village. Mm -hmm. Look at these poor children starving. I'm like, why don't you just give them some bread or a sandwich or something? Yeah, exactly. Instead of just standing around doing photo ops. Yeah, you never get to see the other side of like the this is what your money did. Nope. It's, it's just, just like the money's needed. And then nowhere is it like, here's where we, yeah. here's what we did with like that box of a hundred toonies that you had around your neck for a day yeah no one told no we just we, we just did it it's almost sounds like we were like uh like catfishing adults as children for a... that was interesting for you just have to get into the holly market like that because i hadn't heard of anything like that before in terms of like or since like the for trick-or-treating i want your candy but i also want a little bit of your money yeah i should have just kept the UNICEF money could have bought a nintendo yeah Another one? I have like every system. <laughs> which is which is funny. Like when I was a kid, my parents refused to get me a Nintendo, and now oh, I just kind of like I have like I've got like a Wii, I got like a Cube, I got the N sixty four, I got a Sega Dreamcast, I got a PlayStation One, and they're all just like we don't need these anymore. Yeah, those are all great systems to have. They are really good. They're some classic games. Yeah. 
I think that maybe the reason Super Nintendo was such a great Nintendo is not because it was a great system, but because Super Mario World was such a good game. That's it. That's my theory. That's your theory? See, for me, as a diehard Sega kid, yeah, who believed that Mario was nowhere near as cool as Sonic, and that like the Super Nintendo yeah. was a boring system, yeah, it was Donkey Kong Country. That one. Okay, game. I've beaten every version of like one, two, three. Sixty four. Like, for sixty four, oh, yeah. Sixty four one's tough. It's so big. It's such a big game. Well, I didn't get like all of this the coins, like secret coins, but like. Okay. But you still beat. I beat all the levels. Yeah. That's, I still I wasn't able to do that. Um, but yeah, it was just like playing that. It was like at that time the graphics had like that semi three D impression, and the soundtrack it's, was amazing. They did like pictures, and yeah, the soundtrack won like a Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those like that music's all so iconic. The underwater level and just like the boss music. But like, yeah, that that to me was like I remember playing. I went down to Arizona. Yeah, it's. Arizona. I was in down in Arizona, uh, and that was at a family friend's house, and like that was the first time I played that game, and I remember just like the impression on that. Like I came home and I was like, "What is this Dreamcast or what is the Genesis to me now?" I was like, "Hey." Okay, but did you play Aladdin me? for Genesis? Of course, that was the superior. way better than the Super Nintendo one. Yeah, that was the it's not even the same game. It's not. It's not. And the people, Aladdin one is for Sega. It's amazing. And people, you tell that like to to, to the kids. Like, oh yeah, like I have Aladdin. They're like, oh yeah, I have Aladdin too. I'm like, no, you don't have this Aladdin. I'm the, telling you, it's it's worth. Sega Aladdin is like mind blowingly mm. fun. Yeah, yeah. Also, I had that in a box. I wonder if I still do. I was I was doing a cleanse the last time I moved in before I moved into here. Got rid of some games. I tried to buy it online and I couldn't find it. But I mean, I don't know where I put my Sega anymore. I had to I had to let go of some of those games because I realized like if I really truly wanted to play these again I could just find a different version of them I don't need the hard copy anymore. Yeah, you could play it on. Just a different system yeah. and emulator and stuff because there's always that line that kind of blurs of like oh you want to play like the official legit copy but if the official legit copy is like shoddy and breaking down and your controller is busted and you know the inputs on the TV are grainy now it's like you're more further away from playing the true version of that game. Than like an actual polished emulator. emulator. Um, nice thing about the, actually this, I, I got both the NES and S, and Mini or SNES classics, the little kind of like re, reprint consoles they did, and okay. it was amazing to oh, hold. I love those. It was amazing the to hold original controllers again, like fresh Nintendo controllers with fresh Super Nintendo controllers. I'm like, wow, like nope. those buttons hurt and the D pad oh, so stiff. It's like yeah, the whole thing just like felt. I'm like this kind. This feels like how it should it feels new again right I like that thought yeah the wrestling I have in my mind sometimes with classic video games did you play Street Fighter though for Sega no did you play the 7-Up game I played the (laughs) 7-Up game I love that game it's interesting how 7-Up and Sprite had their own like characters in the 90s the 7-Up dot yeah yeah 90s were great the 90s were so good I had a great time everyone's like we need to have this badass character it's like that's how you sell things it's like it's got to be this edgy bart simpson basically inspired everything like... has to be bart simpson <laughs> yeah which left a massive impression on people like myself like do the bart man you know yeah eat my shorts eat my shorts 
Cowabunga. Don't have a cow, man. Don't have a cow. That one's so good, though. Wow, I'm glad you said that. It's such... That that should never go away. <laughs> I'm going to have to, at some point in the near future, respond to something. Yeah. Don't have a cow, man. <laughs> it's so... It's like the perfect... It's the perfect, like, gaslighting term. Uh, well, we did it. We filled an hour. Awesome. Thanks, Keith. And that was Keith, and I'm Kip Okay, and this is Kip Okay talks to his friends, and it was really fun this week.